Welcome to Music Industry Marketing with Matt Lillywhite. So first of all, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. So for the people who don't know who you are, just say a little bit about you and what you've been up to. Uh, word, yeah. Um, so... My name is Trevor. Uh, I go by Said This Guy, and I, I make music. I make uh, generally much more uplifting and happy and yeah. fun kind of music, um, just because that's what I enjoy. Uh, but yeah, lately I've been uh, finishing up and have finished the album, which I'm super excited. I'll be mm. putting that out on the 20th of July. Yeah. And um, yeah, other than that, just been playing shows, got some festivals that I'll be playing, um, and then already working on songs that I'll be putting out after the album. So staying busy, for sure. That's absolutely awesome. Obviously, you've had some massive hits. You've got way over 20, 30 million streams on Spotify, whatever it is. It's absolutely insane. Well, thank you so much, man. <laughs> no worries. So how... You're getting all this success now, but how did your career start? Um, I mean, shoot, it's kind of like it came from a a bunch of things all just coming together in a way. Um, okay. So I guess like the first thing that really got me started on the path of being a musician in the first place was uh, when I was in, I think it was second grade, my mom kind of put me in piano lessons. Yeah. And so I kind of stuck with that for about, it was probably three or four years before I ended up begging my mom to take me out of lessons because I hated it at the time. Mm. Um, and then I stopped, so I stopped playing piano. She finally let me stop. And then I picked up trombone for a little bit, played that for a couple That's years, awesome. and then kind of just realized that I couldn't really walk by. Like, we had a piano in our kitchen, and I realized I couldn't really walk by it without really, really wanting to play. So <laughs> um, I was like, okay, I have to get back into piano lessons. So I did that. And then um, a buddy of mine in high school introduced me to like trance music mm. um, and would just start sharing his music with me all, a lot of the time. And so I would start listening to that and I loved it. You know, there's just Definitely. so much going on in all of these songs and the idea of being able to write all of the melodies yourselves, all the percussion and drums, like building yeah. the whole song and being in charge of it. Cause I was used to like marching band and like concert band and stuff where mm. they hand you a piece of paper and you played what was like the one part that you had on the piece of paper yeah. and everybody else played. Like I liked the idea of kind of being in control of everything and writing Definitely. everything myself. So that's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. so as you said, the album is out on July 20th. Correct. Are there any standout tracks within it that you are exceptionally proud of? Um, I mean, it's it's actually kind of tough because uh, <laughs> other people have asked me this too. Oh wow! And it's so hard because there's so like every track, not every track, but there's like there's sections throughout the whole album mm. where the music is pretty different. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. whole first half of the album is much more happy and uplifting and just happier in general and then the second half there's this like break where it goes into slightly more like i don't want to say emotional because like a lot of the songs even if it's happy it can mm. still be emotional but like of a course. little more sad and kind of darker mm. in a sense um 
and a little chiller. And so I did, I don't know, Over Getting Over You is one of the big ones for me, which I was stoked that we could put that out ahead of time as a single. That one's already out. Um, I love that track. The one with Matthew Comey, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he it's a good song. killed it on that. I love what he wrote and how he said he did amazing work on that song. And Definitely. I'm really stoked with how that one turned out. But uh, yeah, there's a couple other ones um, that are on there. I really like Just Us uh, because it's a little different. For, well, not too different, but it gave me a chance to really play around with the whole mid-tempo thing and yeah. focus on it and kind of add my take to it, which is fun. It was kind of a fun little experiment. Um, and then the one other that I'd say is pretty out there for me um, was the, uh, I had this little interlude in the middle of the album that's called Hold Me Closer, and that's the first mm-hmm. song that I've ever actually sang on. Um, and it's oh, not wow. like crazy singing or anything, but it's <laughs> enough to where like I played the guitar, I played the piano, I sang on it. I wanted to make a song, just like a little interlude that kind of yeah, just That's explained nice. me in my entirety, kind of. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to keep an eye out of that. It's out, yeah, next Word. month. Um, yeah, it's yeah. coming up. Definitely. So as you know, this is a marketing podcast. So as much as I want to talk about music, I've got to ask something marketing related. So what advice do you have for upcoming producers looking to establish themselves within the EDM scene? Um, so I've thought about this before and it's kind of, it's, it's kind of tricky because a lot of the ways that I kind of built my career and the the Mm. tools that I use such as like SoundCloud or even Hype Machine there's a lot of these platforms that back when I was first starting were had a lot more attention and a way larger demographic you know so if you market yourself well on SoundCloud you know you get you start charting on Hype Machine that's adding a ton of plays to your music you know so Mm. many people are looking at that so that helped me a lot um, looking at blogs but I mean at the core of everything I'd say uh, like bigger picture thing and this is something that i've learned through working with like elenium you know and yeah sean has met like two of my best friends you know um <laughs> yeah they kind of like helped me this is such a simple thing but it makes so much sense when you look at everything this way is like if you are starting a career in music and say you just notice this other artist that you really really love and they just like headlined red rocks or some venue that you really like Mm. they've already done it you know what i mean so if you are if you want to be successful and kind of do what they're doing dive into their career you know like take apart how they got there like what venues did they start playing with Mm. when they were playing venues how much music were they releasing how far apart their releases like literally just dissect analysis about it yeah it's just kind of like a a nice way to map out your future in a sense Definitely. I think it's really good to pay attention to what successful people are doing because although you may not take that exact route yourself, exactly. it definitely gives you a good format, a good idea of what you can do and it gives you a little bit of inspiration as to how you may go about achieving your goals. Totally, totally. Because if somebody is just starting making music and the one goal that they have in their mind is like, I want to headline this stadium, you know mm. what I mean? It's like, if you can actually find how other people have gotten there, you can set those way more specific and short-term goals Definitely. that'll help you actually get there rather exactly. than just you know waiting for something to happen. Definitely, I totally agree. So obviously your career has spanned several years, but as you said, you weren't always a uh, music producer. 
Um, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you could predict the future in five years' time, where would you ideally like your career to be? Oh man, honestly. Well, okay. So I have thought about this, and I have like two answers okay. um, for myself. Um, one of, one of those answers is either the Set the Sky project, you know, mm-hmm. as a project is doing amazing and killing it, you know, and I'm headlining stadiums and doing a live performance show, something huge, like having tons of multi-instrumentalists out there playing like, you know, like strings and brass and like a whole band behind me, you know, like a a show. Above and beyond are doing that type of thing. Exactly. So anything like above and beyond are killing, like their whole acoustic tour is amazing. I love that. Um, even Odessa, they have like the whole drum line. That's great. Gotcha. Kaigo is another awesome example. He always has just like, it's He's a show, a you know, you go and he has all these vocalists mm. performing with instruments. Up, and I love that. I'd love to get to that point. Um, and then if for whatever reason that doesn't happen, I would also just love to be successfully producing and writing for other people, you know what I mean? Yeah. In a studio and just taking time just spending my days in a studio and with other people just working on music for Because I love that. I love Yeah, 100%. I mean, from what I can tell just by this conversation, you have an absolute passion for music. And in my mind, I have no doubt that you will have a very long and prosperous music career. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that a lot, man. Thank you. No worries at all. So we're going to do a quick rapid fire round. So very sort of quick answers, quick questions. Yeah. Um, So, what's your favorite song right now? Favorite song right now? Ooh, this is so difficult. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to go with... Oh, my gosh. I can't... It's so hard. This is such a hard (laughs) question for me. I know this is going to be quick. I'm going to pull up... I don't want to mess up his name. uh, Okay, no problem. Um, Boom, there it is. Uh, so this dude, Mokita, he has a song out called When I See You. And okay, I, I'm going to have to check that out. that song. Awesome. Where's your favorite Hi. place to travel? Uh, favorite place to travel so far would either be Hawaii or San Francisco. I love both of those areas. Damn, I've got to go to Hawaii at some point. It looks beautiful. It's um, amazing. Yeah, you would love it, dude. It's so definitely. great. Uh, what's your favorite sports team if you have one? Um, so I'm not a huge sports person, but if I'd have to pick one, it'd probably be, uh, the Colorado Rapids, like our soccer team here, just cause it's yeah. kind of, it's nostalgic for me. I used to play soccer when I was a kid and mm. me and my dad and my sister would always go to Rapids games on the 4th of July and that That's was fun. Awesome. So yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, what's your favorite social platform? Uh, probably Twitter. Awesome. That's actually an interesting one because a lot of people I speak to say Facebook and Instagram, but wow, that's pretty good. Really? Yeah. Um, do you use Twitter like... for communication with fans or just sort of generally exactly. to keep up? Awesome. Yeah, no, it's just so fun to be able to hop on and just like talk to people. You yeah, know what I mean? Like I totally you're a agree. person and they're a person. I like that. It's like much more, it's quicker, you know, it's more like instant. Yeah. Uh, Conversation. Yeah, it's nice. I feel like it's got a different use to the likes of Facebook and Instagram because Facebook and Instagram tend to be more social content, whilst Twitter, I feel, is more human interactions. Yeah, exactly. Um, and as a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> a musician. That makes Forever sense. Always. Awesome. So this is a question that I ask at the end of every single interview I do. Okay. Um, so if the world was to end tomorrow... 
What would you want future generation generations to remember you by? Oh, this is super hard. <laughs> that is such a hard one. Um, I don't know if it would be anything specific. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it'd have to just be like who I am as a person in a sense. Yeah. Just like, I don't know. I always love the idea of just being genuine with literally every single person that you meet. And I even struggle with that sometimes. It's hard to, <laughs> you know, it's hard yeah. to meet somebody and not either just not either not care or care so much that you change into somebody else just mm. to like please them. You know what I mean? I'd like to, I don't know if people could remember me and kind of know me as a genuine person who never like changed because of them or acted differently That's for brilliant. any reason. You know what I mean? I think that would be pretty cool, but that's brilliant. Um, yeah. so yeah, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me as well, Matt. No worries.